Is Romans chapter 9 to 11 anti-Semitic? This is my personal journey to find the answer. Them words are hard to understand, retorts a respected theologian whose terse comment captures the agonizing struggle by Christians to understand Paul's words in Romans 9 to 11. For the past 2,000 years, the writings of Paul have spawned conflicting interpretations. As for a reflection from the Jewish community, a rabbi recently shared with me this thought. We never discuss Paul, he explained. The reason for this quiet confession is a serious accusation. Christians have tended to interpret Paul's obscure words literally, which has led to anti-Semitic conclusions. Consider, for example, Paul's puzzling words about the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, Paul insisted. Why was the law a curse, we wonder? Then there is Hagar, the slave concubine of Abraham, who bore him a son, Ishmael. Paul began by accusing Hagar of being in slavery with her children, and then he proceeded to startle his readers by declaring that Hagar corresponds to the present Jerusalem. Well, Jerusalem is where the Jews were living. And we know, as the early readers of Paul's letter would have known, that Jews are descendants from Sarah, not from Hagar. Finally, we cannot overlook Paul's seemingly judgmental words about Jews in Rome. They are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, he declares in Romans 9.6. Of all the Pauline epistles, chapters 9 to 11 in the middle of Paul's letter to the Romans may be the most perplexing. These three chapters are teeming <clears throat> with citations from the Hebrew scriptures and contain numerous other subtle references to the Hebrew text as well. Paul's purpose for these citations and allusions is often obscure. The logic of his reasoning can be confusing, and attempts to understand what he is telling us are frustrating. Even the earliest Christians had trouble understanding Paul. Peter tells us the writings of our beloved brother Paul speak of some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort. That's in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 to 16. Romans 9 to 11 is a mystery just waiting to be solved. Let me explain my approach to an intensive study of Romans chapters 9 to 11. My journey into the Hebrew language and the Hebraic nature of the New Testament took a rather unorthodox turn. I found the university instruction of biblical Hebrew to be dry, pedantic, without life, and forced in its relation to the biblical text. Adding to the fire of my rebellion was a long commute to attend university classes, so as part of a master's program in biblical studies, I requested and gratefully received permission to attend a language program in Israel in lieu of one semester of university classes. I spent two months at Ulpanakiva in Netanya, Israel, which offered an intensive program for learning to speak Hebrew. That experience occurred shortly after the fall of the Iron Curtain in the Soviet Union, so I found myself together with Russian Jews who were pouring into Israel and had to learn their new language quickly. Our instructor refused to speak anything but Hebrew, and the only way I could communicate with my fellow students was, you guessed it, in Hebrew. We must have sounded like babbling preschool children, but somehow we communicated and I began to think in Hebrew. When I returned home, 
The thought of rejoining a university Hebrew class that promoted rules of grammar was unthinkable. My rebellion was in full force. So again, I requested and gratefully received permission to continue studying Hebrew in an unorthodox way. A Jewish member of our community agreed to instruct me, a Christian who wanted to read the biblical text in Hebrew, and a friend of mine, a Jew who wanted to improve her Hebrew beyond the liturgy of the synagogue. Little did I know when I launched this adventure that we would adopt a method of instruction that our teacher had used as a child in Eastern Europe. He had us take turns reading the Hebrew text aloud. Then he would expound on the text in Hebrew. We were not allowed to speak English, so I quickly learned to ask specific questions in Hebrew, which meant I had a reasonable chance of understanding at least part of his answer. I was growing in my ability to think in Hebrew. I have applied my passion for scripture in general, and the Hebrew text in particular, to my study of Romans 9 to 11. After all, Paul was a Jew who knew the Hebrew scriptures intimately. Furthermore, in these three chapters, he was addressing Jews. Paul calls them my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises. That's in Romans 9, verses 3 to 4. Therefore, in this study, <clears throat> we will view Romans 9 to 11 from a Hebraic perspective. I was also fascinated with the way that people of ancient Israel perceived the holy writings, which I came to realize was very different from our modern Bible study. The ancient Israelites did not study the scriptures as we do because they already knew them by heart. After all, there were no printing presses, so everything had to be hand-copied on vellum that was made from an arduous process of curing the hide of animals. Therefore, people of ancient Israel memorized the scriptures from the time they were small children, and they achieved this memorization by listening. When I began to listen to the text, I started to hear all kinds of linguistic devices that were clues to deeper meaning. As adults, the people of Israel turned to the holy writings for guidance for how to live in harmony with God. If an answer was not in the plain and simple meaning, they believed that God had hidden mysteries in the text that could be uncovered and appropriated by those with a heart to know him. We hear Jesus, Yeshua, talking about these mysteries to his disciples. To you, disciples, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them pointing to the crowd that had come to hear him speak, it has not been granted. That's in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11. Throughout my study of Romans 9 to 11, I was using ancient methods of searching the scriptures to uncover the mysteries. You can find a course on how to use these ancient methods on the Bible Interact website, www.bibleinteract.com.